Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is live. It's 11 a.m. February 4th. Indianapolis 3 this weekend, this Saturday, to complete the uh, trifecta of races in Indianapolis. We are five rounds down Monster Energy Supercross Series, 12 to go. Ken Roxon, the first back-to-back winner. Yeah, riding great, looking great. Thanks to Fly Racing, the 2021 line is uh, deeper and more expansive than ever before. Justin Brayton is using the Zone Pro goggle and the Formula helmet now. So thanks to uh, those guys for coming on board, the Fly Racing guys. Please go to your favorite e-tailer or your dealership. Ask to see the Fly catalog and uh, rummage through that thing for a little while. You'd be amazed at all the stuff that they have. Flyracing.com. Thank you to ProTaper as well. Speaking of the ProTaper guys, Randy Valade will be on as well as Jason Thomas here in a little bit to talk about uh, the races right now. ProTaper has been a leader in motocross control components since 1991 when it created the first oversized handlebar design. The once unconventional concept has since become the industry standard, appearing on all modern production bikes. Now they have the Sela, the self-engaged launch assist program. they got the micro bar. They have the uh, uh, bars for the Rockstar Husky team, Star Racing Yamaha, Chaparral Honda. Uh, all riders of all levels can benefit from ProTaper, from grassroots local amateurs to world champions. Check out the complete product offering at the local Power Tucker Power Sports dealer, your favorite online retailer, or ProTaper.com. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We are giving some stuff away today as well. FMF Vision. You saw it on Zach Osborne. You saw it on the Phoenix Racing guys. Uh, Josh Sheehan, Tristan Hart, um, Dante Oliveira, Grant Baylor, all using the FMF Vision line. Whether it's the Power Bomb or Power Core goggles, they got two lines of goggles right now. FMFRacing.com to experience that and what's everything going on with those guys. Uh, FMF Vision, a unique optics brand created in partnership with the brilliant minds who brought you 100%. It's a full range of goggles to meet every rider's needs, including film systems, sand goggles, over-the-glasses, youth models, and more. Uh, at FMF Vision on Instagram to uh, find out what they've got going on. Thanks to Get as well. The Get ECUs, they're very, very popular. A lot of teams use them. Uh, the Get data loggers as well. Uh, they got wireless hour meters. They have uh, two-stroke and four-stroke ECUs. Uh, the two-stroke stuff's absolutely killing it with these guys right now. Every time I talk to everybody at Get, they're completely out of stock on them. If you want a deal from the folks at uh, Get, just give us a call and uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, thanks to those guys as well for coming on board. I also want to thank the folks at Maxxis, too. Maxxis uh, Tires, uh, A-Ray, and um, Rod Bell, Jeremy Smith, and more using Maxxis Tires. Uh, Minion Mountain Bike Tires, of course, are fantastic. Uh, also, you want to thank the Light Truck Tires and the, the uh, uh, Light Truck Tires and the uh, uh, Trailer Tires, UTV Tires as well. Um, so thanks to those guys again. Um, Randy Vallade and Jason Thomas coming on board here, 702-586-7857. We'll fix the streaming here right away, by the way. Uh, give us a call. Taking your calls, producing everything, holding things down over there. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? How are hey, you? Hey, Steve. Are you still uh, satisfied with the Ryan Dungey call from the last last Pulp Mech show? Oh, yeah. I'm still in my refractory period. Still? still. In, yeah. Uh, what did you think of the Indianapolis races? Uh, very entertaining. Yeah. Between, uh, you, of course, you've covered all this on all of your other podcasts and stuff like that, but throwing flags early and just letting dudes willy-nilly into the main events and Can everything like that? that like it's just it's, I, it's I pure just, comedy and i love it i don't know where they're getting i don't know why they do that why do, it's like, like i mean you would think that the 
Oldenburg, I mean, he's probably a shoe-in for the main event, right? So I get where they're coming from, but still, you can't just be like, well, he would have made it, so therefore we'll throw it's, him in, right? It's, it's simply amazing. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we'll get JT on the line here shortly. I want to just recap that for people who, who don't know what, what happened on on uh, Tuesday. So Mitchell Oldenburg crashed in the heat, and uh, his bike broke, and he crashed in the heat due to the bike breaking, and uh, they changed the team, swapped out the motor real quick. Good job for those guys. They went to go line up for the LCQ and were told, nope, you uh, you cannot line up. You changed your frame, which you cannot do uh, at, at the races. You have to tech, you have to race the bike that you uh, that you have. And so they actually ended up putting a new sticker on at Indianapolis 1, and the AMA didn't record that. So the AMA thought that they had a different sticker. So the AMA said, we don't have that sticker on file, and uh, you can't race the LCQ. And then they afterwards, the team proved to the AMA that they just swapped the motor and they used the same frame. And uh, they said, AMA just said, oh, our bad. Sorry. Tell you what, you can go line up in the main event in the second row. Yeah, they actually said that. And um, so they went and did that. They lined up on the second row, and then the, the jet pulled out, and it was simply uh, a matter of Oldenburg going up into the first into the row. And so it looked like it looked like jet to the public, to people who don't know. It looked like the jet pulled out and Oldenburg got to race, which then threw the Bobby Piazza fans into a uh, tither because he was fifth in the LCQ. So people thought that Bobby Piazza should have gotten to race. Well, he shouldn't have. He, he didn't qualify for the main. It was a case of two wrongs trying to make a right there and uh, just an absolute shit show on the AMA's part. And then, of course, there was no white flag, Tits. You saw that. No white flag for the uh, 250 main event. Yeah. Just uh, four seconds left and then a checkers when the L- next time Nichols came around. Listening to, to Ricky and the other guy, I'd be like, well, uh, that was supposed to be the last lap, but I guess that's it. Mm. You know, that's always good. Looks very professional. Yeah. Hey, today we are giving away a set of Fusion handlebars uh, from the folks at Pro Taper as well as a fly racing jacket or hoodie. Simply for calling in, 702-586-7857. Uh, give us a call, and uh, let's talk some Indianapolis uh, 3, why, why don't you? And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. All right, let's get to our first guest here. Uh, Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Just breaking down that Oldenburg thing again, still, as well, because it's simply amazing. It's just, uh, I've never seen a guy not qualify for the main event get to race the main event. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to go down in history as one of the wildest, most unexplainable things ever. Um, I, I still have so many questions, and we've gotten, certainly got more information now than we had on Tuesday night, but my first question is, why did they assume that there was a frame change uh, uh, right after the heat race? Why, why would they assume that? Well, because they had a different frame number, right? So they had a different number on the bike, so they thought, okay. but, but they didn't write the new number down. The team got a new frame sticker at Indianapolis 1. Okay. So the, the AMA said, this frame number is different. Why they were checking the frame numbers before an LCQ, I have no idea, Right. I guess they'd random. Yep. I I remember as a mechanic they would check your frame sticker here and there, so I guess in between heats and LCQ. No, I do not ever remember that. But before heat or whatever, they would come and check. Somebody your had to have tipped them off and said if if they show up, they did a they did a number plate swap. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe maybe which happened to Vince Freeze and the Motor Concepts guys. Remember that uh, Vince? They yeah. grabbed, they got caught using that, that was at a triple crown. Uh, I don't know if it was a triple crown or not, but before, I believe it was a triple crown. Before the rule was in that you can use a backup bike. Now you can use a backup yeah. bike on triple crowns, everybody. Um, yeah, that was before that, right? So, yeah. So at some point, they I you can change a motor in twenty five minutes. I've done it. We've done it on teams right. many times. Yep. So it's not yep. unheard of to be able to do it after a heat race, especially when you're out early in the heat race, like like Oldenburg was, and then you just simply. Um, it, it swapped the motor. How they thought that, they, that the team couldn't make it is just amazing. And and then, like and, I said, like we said in the review you, show, aren't you? Go ahead. Like we said in the review show, let the guy race and figure it out after and DQ him. Yeah, and aren't you as a mechanic, as a rider, and as a team manager, just completely coming unglued if they're telling you that you switched frames and you know you didn't? Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, literally, like, losing my mind, threatening lawsuits. I would be threatening to sue everybody. Like, when you're that wrong and you disallow somebody from, from riding and, and disqualify them, 
I mean, it would be a very ugly scene with me down there. I yeah. promise you that. Yeah, no. You, and and I, I agree. You're 100% right. It's, and I'm going to put in a reference that mo- some people won't get. But in football, if there is a play where they don't know what's going on, they allow the play to go on, and then they address it afterwards. Yeah. Allow the play to, ha- to happen, right? Because whatever they, if you stop it, everything stops. And if you're wrong, you just completely change the game. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing. Allow the race to happen. If he's wrong, if you're wrong and he should not have been out there, then disqualify him and move somebody up. Whatever that spot was, you just, okay, you're out. We verified this wasn't your frame. You switched bikes, whatever, you're out. And yeah. whoever, if you qualified, whoever didn't qualify is now in. But you can't disallow them from riding the LCQ without one million percent verification. Like, you can't yeah, be wrong in that scenario. You just can't be wrong. It's, uh, it's amazing. And uh, so, yeah, that was, that was a quite high comedy. Add in the uh, flag, add in that thing, add in um, uh, the tough block deal with, with Jet, and it was a rough night. It really was. So... 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Randy Valade from Pro Taper will be on as well as Jason Thomas, of course, on the show. Brought to you by Get Maxis FMF Vision Pro Taper all on board with us. Um, look, if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, that old saying. But, dude, Roxon all over Barsha at the opener, right? Mm-hmm. Couldn't make the pass, but all over him. Dean Wilson jacks up Kenny. Cooper gets the win. We're not that far off from Kenny having four wins here. Like, seriously, I know it's – look, it, it is what it is. I'm not saying – but he, we're not that far off from imagining Kenny with four wins. Well, and you couple that with the, the penalty, right? You, you give him those points back, and he could have – and it doesn't matter, right? We, yeah. You qualified that at the beginning, but he could have a huge lead already in this series, just very subtle differences, and this series would look – very much like a Ken Roxon runaway up to this point. You, you wonder, though, as we go on, when we get to round 10, round 15, are you going to look back and say, man, he really needed those points. He really needed those wins. He really needed that penalty to not happen because now he's in a war that maybe wouldn't be so close. And, and we're all, it's all speculation, right? That's what we're doing on the show. But it just so many times over the course of a season – you look back at small things that didn't seem that big of a deal at the time, and they become very, very important late in the season. Absolutely. He's, uh, he's riding well. He's crushing it. I was uh, a big believer in Osborne coming into this year, uh, just getting that last win at Salt Lake, winning the national championship. I thought Zach would take a step up and be a guy uh, um, this, this, this season. Now, he had a good race this past weekend. In coming up into uh, seventh, he was fifth at Indy 1. A really good race for that. So that's all good. But I'm starting to maybe come off my Zach Osborne, regular podium guy, race-winning guy that I thought. Like, at some point, his mistakes slash starts uh, are going to overwhelm him here. Yeah, and I'm clearly a Zach fan. He's a huge part of fly racing's, you know, marketing effort. You know, he's... I would say the number one guy. You know, who else are you going to point to that would be um, a bigger effort for us than Zacho? And but, so I have to qualify and have to be careful because you know we are we stand behind him 100. percent But I also, in my analysis of the season, as just a janky you know uh, journalist, right, writing about this stuff and talking about it, I was very concerned that the the mistakes were going to catch up to him. This is what the exact same thing we saw last season before we went to Salt Lake. Good riding wasn't the problem, but mistakes were. And I was hoping he overcame it. He looked much better in Salt Lake, but that was a very specific kind of niche thing, right? Because Barsha was terrible at Salt Lake, and he was great the rest of the season. So I, I try not to get too wrapped up in what we saw at Salt Lake. Outdoors was much better, but it just seems like he slipped back into last season's tendencies. Mistakes and great riding starts are all over the place and he's just not riding clean races so i hope he can break out of that i hope you know the last seven rounds of this series are just like last year's last seven um but yeah it's it's just been one of those one of those years for him so far where everything looks great until the gate drops and then it's just pure chaos (laughs) that's actually a good way of putting it yeah 
it's just a shit show after that. It could go great. It could go bad. He could crash. He could fade. He could charge up. Pretty much everything, right? Yeah. I mean, the only the silver lining is that I'm a firm believer, and, and the same case can be made for Marvin Muscan. If you're riding well, things have a way of averaging out. You know, and I, I look at Zach's last seven as kind of the uptick of an average. You know, if you look at his average scores over his 450 career, that was a, a high point for him. And right now he's kind of in this low point. Well, if you keep doing it long enough, it's going to average back out and you're going to have some, some uptrends again. So I would look for that to, to, to see a reversal. And I don't know that it'll be in one big splurge, like five races in a row or anything, but I think you'll see him get the start and you'll see him start to uh, revert, revert back to the mean a little bit and throw some podiums in there. Um, yeah, I think, but I, okay, throw some podiums in there, but dude, as these guys get stronger, right, the, the front guys get better and, and, and things start to, you know, everyone starts to find a place. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if he can just rip off a win. Like he's got a, oh, yeah, a you win's know, tough. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. A win is tough. Yeah. A win is tough. I do think the podium is absolutely there for the, t- I mean, he should have already had one. Yes. Let's face it. Yeah. Um, that, that one should have been an easy one for him. That was his own fault. He just kind of let his concentration slip. I think he got a little excited about seeing the win, and he pushed a little bit too hard trying to get to Tomac because I believe if he wanted to settle for second there or at very worst third, it would have been no problem. Yeah. Right? He backed it down half a second and all that. You know, The, the difference between doing, say, a, a 45-5 and a 46 it doesn't seem like a lot, but as far as taking chances, it's quite a bit. That's a, there's a quite a bit of a uh, difference in effort level to cut off that half a second. So, yeah, um, I, I think the podium's. Co- Go ahead. I just, I just, it's he's got to get a win here soon, or he ain't gonna win. I, I, I believe that. Like it'll take. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he he's not gonna win for sure, but it would take some sort of weirdo round 17 right. Salt Lake City thing for him to win again. Yeah, and I'm not even looking for the win right now. I'm just looking for him to kind of put the pieces together, get in the podium fight, because he's only been there once, that ride where he hit the gate and came back to fifth. Yeah. I think an effort like that, if you get a good start, you're right there, right? He would have been in that battle with AC and Webb for that final podium spot. He damn near got there anyway. So he's just got to kind of cut out all the, the noise and the garbage and all the, the mistakes, and then just let the riding kind of take over. And you don't have to – that's the great thing for him is he doesn't have to do anything miraculous. Just put the riding that you've been doing into play in the main event and let things take care of themselves instead of being your own worst enemy. 702-586-7857, giving away a set of Pro Taper Fusion handlebars as well as a Fly Racing jacket or hoodie. Your pick of any uh, jacket or hoodie that Fly Racing has. Flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. Uh, and – of course, when I name about the great riders that wear fly. Trey Kennard, still rock and fly, by the way. Uh, I was thinking about Kennard yep. a little bit, JT, because um, I was talking to Kiefer, and uh, he's in tight with the Honda guys. He helped uh, develop that production bike, of course, along with Trey, got on it at some point. And I was thinking about that new bike with Ken and how, so far, wrong I've been with how, you know, working out the kinks on that bike. And I got to I gotta call Trey and try to get try to figure out, like, what he thought and how much he helped Ken because maybe it's going to turn out that Trey Kennard was might have been the best hire Honda had for that thing. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't know, and, and we don't have any data to really draw from other than how great Kenny's been, but you start to kind of look back to Tim Geiser's efforts in 2020 and say, well, we should have known from how good he was there. You know, he was the best Tim Geiser we've ever seen last year on that 21. And you could argue, yeah, it's yeah, a worse bike and it's yeah, different, whatever. Exactly. But clearly, uh, uh, he was clearly he was great on that bike. And the best guys are the best guys are you the best guys are you've yeah. ever seen, though. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and and I could understand how you're skeptical of that, but with what Roxon's doing, you can't really say that it's there's nothing to it because this this Ken Roxon is. Arguably the best Ken Roxon we've ever seen in Supercross too, going back to maybe I wonder, yeah, twenty seventeen level pre injury. It's uh, he he really um, he really talks about uh, he wouldn't you know you were there on Monday when he talked about the the, the attitude he's got and uh, that's interesting mm-hmm. that's uh, that's an interesting thing that he talked about how he's got this new attitude like it doesn't really matter 
however, I'm going to appreciate the moment. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm rebuilding myself. I got myself out of shape in order to get myself into shape. All that kind of stuff. That was an interesting little conversation. Yeah, I left with more questions than answers. Yes, I did too. I did too. <laughs> it was interesting, yeah. no doubt. Um, hey, Dylan Ferrandez. So, round two. He, I mean, he was coming. He might have gotten Zach anyways. You know what I mean? He was really good. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. was on the move. Uh, track was breaking down. I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, like GP style. Uh, by the way, Houston won. Sneaky good there, too. Got AP late in the race. You know, he'd only been on the bike six times. And now, mm-hmm. so right when we're ready to make some judgments about Ferrandez, here we are. He's been good, uh, been making mistakes, and we haven't noticed him too much the last two races. That Maybe that's just the depth of the class. Yeah, you know, the starts are, are critical. Um, you wonder if he's started to put more pressure on himself now that he's found his form and he's put some really good results in. Did that raise his expectations at all? Because I don't believe that he really had any coming in. Coming off an injury, his first race on the 450, he probably was just like, oh, let's go have some fun and see how this shakes out. And then all of a sudden you're in the title chase after a few rounds. So I, you know, I'm completely speculating there maybe – you know, adding the expectation of good results and changing what you think can happen. Like you start thinking, oh, man, I could get out there and win. You know, maybe that's just changed his approach a little bit. Um, but, again, the, the, just like you said, the class is super deep. And if you don't put yourself in a good position, it's very easy to find yourself battling for 10th with really good riders. And it's not like you're riding poorly. Yeah. You're just in a dogfight with former national champions. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, right? You're just yeah, you're you're working against race winning guys in eighth and yep. ninth and whatever. Mm-hmm. So And that's that's a lot of what Jason Anderson's been doing too. I'm sure he looks around and he's in ninth place going, What the hell, man? Like, why am I back here? But then you look at who you're battling with and you're yep. like, Yeah, those guys are pretty good too. Yep. Uh all right, let's get to some phone calls here. Fly race and moto sixty show. Anthony's on one. What's up, Anthony? Hey guys, how you doing today? Good. Hey, um, I'm glad I'm able to catch JT, you know, obviously, you know, getting your guys' input on it. But with all the flagging situations that have gone on with lappers and red flags and all that, is there any way they could put any kind of indicator light, whether on the front fender or on the bar pads that are connected to the transponders to help out with that? Uh, I don't know about that. They have added some lights on the faces of triples, uh, blue lights. You know how there's red lights? Yeah, blue lights. There's yeah. blue lights now uh, that tell a guy getting lapped. Um, but yeah, JT, uh, I mean, look, we've seen, we've seen the leaders get a blue flag before we've mm-hmm. seen, we've seen guys not get a blue flag. Uh, you know, it's all, it's all kind of, those guys are down on the floor and, you know, they're not full-time flagging crews, you know, they're not full-time guys and, and yeah, I mean, JT, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's what Anthony's saying about letting somebody, you know, you know what somebody actually you know somebody emailed me about, and I, this isn't a crazy idea. If you're getting lapped on the start straight or somewhere on the track, you have to go into this. You have to move past the line. So say it's a right-hand turn by the mechanics area under the start straight. This isn't a bad idea. Uh, three feet from the mechanics area, um, which would be drifting to the right because it's a right-hand turn. That's just I'm just making a scenario here. You have to go... Three, you have to go inside of some line, and that is the spot where you have to go if you are being lapped. And this, so allow- how do you how do you designate when you have to go there? Like, how close does the rider behind you have to be? You have you, a if, lot of. If you get a blue flag, you have to go there. If you if you're being lapped at any point, if you're coming up to being lapped, I don't. It's not a bad idea. What? I don't know. I I, yeah. I don't hate it. I just think it would be very difficult to execute. Right. No, I, I think so too. But you know what I'm saying? Where if you're a leader, then you know this guy ahead of you is going to go to that right hand side of the track at this yeah. point every lap. So, so my thing with the lapping the lap riders, I don't believe that you need a an indicator on the front fender or on the bar pad because I would argue that I've been lapped more than maybe any rider in history. Um, it would be. I would almost guarantee that I'm top three, most being, being I mean, the most times of any rider in history. I mean, yeah, you can't say that. What do you mean? You're top I'm three up, in I'm history. In fifteen. Yeah. I'm in the top fifteen of most main events ever. Right. And 
I was lapped almost every 450 main event ever because if you spot somebody 10 or 15 seconds on the first lap, you only have to be two seconds a lap slower than Carmichael, which is pretty, pretty much a given, to get lapped every round. Okay. So I'm going to guess I've been lapped in over 100 450 main events. Okay. I'd, I would be hard-pressed to find anybody beating that. All right. So, back. so anyway. Yeah. All right. The, well, thanks, guys. The, I appreciate right, it. Thank you. Hold on. Whoa, 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 no. whoa. I didn't even answer yet. Well, he had to go. The problem go is I don't think you need any indicator like that because it's never about whether they see the blue flag. Very, I shouldn't say never. Very rarely do they not see the blue flag. Dino claims he did not. Most times I always did. It's just hard to get out of the way sometimes. And sometimes guys just are like, screw it, I'm not moving. I'm going to stay in my race line, and these guys will find a way around me. So I think it's more of the riders choosing to get out of the way or, you know, actively um, staying in their line versus whether they know the the leaders are coming through or not. There's also no doubt, and I was a mechanic for guys who got lapped a lot, it totally fucks up your race. Totally. Oh, like, yeah. Like, like, like you are in a zone and you're charging and you're, you're, you're in some battle and you're trying to catch some guy. And, dude, mm-hmm. once you start getting lapped, it's, it's over. Like you're, you, you, you're trying to keep going, but you can't. And, and you're moving over and, and, and guys are getting you because you are slower than them. Yeah. It's, it's a complete what, mess up of your race. What I used to get really pissed off about were there were, there were certain guys, and we talked about this, Heath Boss being one. Yeah. They were not moving weren't moving no matter what. Yep. And if I was in a battle with someone like that, it didn't have to always be Heath Boss. It could be anybody. But if I knew that their tendency was they're not going to really move, you didn't want to move because you're going to give up five or ten seconds over the course of the lap, moving over for a couple guys. Yeah. And then, then the battle's over. Yeah. Right? You're yeah. almost conceding the spot, which yeah. isn't fair to you. So right. then you're forced to not want to move either. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's complete uh, uh, a shit show out there. All right, more questions for you, JT. Jimmy, uh, you got a question for Gear? Question about Gear? Yeah, yeah. So um, I've ridden uh, in fly racing gear for as long as I've ridden, basically, and I've always been an F16 guy just because of that's what was available to fit me. Um, okay. And now I've lost weight, and other gear options are available to me um but my legs typically you know i usually don't have to buy based on my waist it's usually making sure there's room for my thighs um and i'm not even sure where to go as far as other lines and what uh, what would be a good option i know i don't want the like super skinny jean look going on but didn't know what would be the the line to look at next um, Steve, do you want, and I'll, I'm happy to answer this, but Steve, you've kind of gone through this change. You've done a great job and, and lost weight over the last couple of years, and you've gone through a few different lines of gear the past few years. So I, I would like to hear Steve's uh, opinion before I jump in. Yeah, I yeah, think, sure. I think uh, Kinetic would be your, your line choice that you would want. Uh, and then, you know, and then from there, I think get into the Evo stuff, right? The Evo stuff is, is tighter. It's got more stretch panels on it. It's, it's a more of a of a tight fit, but I can get into the Evo stuff now. And, and I, I, I prefer the Evo, um, the way it feels, the way it forms on the track. But if you're still not sure, the Kinetic would be the one to go with. Uh, Kinetic is kind of baggy, uh, but uh, still fits really good, still works really well. But it's definitely baggier than the Evo stuff. So I would uh, I would look at the Kinetic. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's good advice. Um, the only thing I would add, and you don't have to tell me it's irrelevant, but I'll just give you it to you anyway. If you can get to where you're comfortably fitting in a 38, I would uh-huh. definitely try try Evo. Um, if you're not there quite there yet, or if a 38's tight on you, which Steve's been working into this range too, good for him. I would stick with Kinetic until a 38 is comfortable, and then I would definitely mm-hmm. give Evo a try. Um, Evo is a significant step up in performance, but again, it is going to fit a, a tiny bit tighter, even if they're both 38s. The Evo is going to be a little bit tighter, so just make sure that 38 comfortable for you before you make that move. Okay, and and as far as because, and I could be wrong, but the kinetics more of like the mesh and the lighter gear, correct? So kinetic so as far is as the midline, it's it's a mid level. Okay. Um, so you're getting uh, some of the higher end features. You're getting stretch panels. You're getting, but you're you're not into the premium stuff like boa closure systems and four way stretch. So it's kind of the go-between. Okay. Um, it's also the widest line, but it also does have the mesh option, too. So if you're riding where it's warm, you yeah, have that mesh option I, uh, as well. I really like the kinetic mesh. I, if, if, if I was – I live in a hot area here, so, you know, Vegas. So 
I would go Kinetic Mesh over Evo in the summer. Okay. And for off-road, it's still going to hold up well? Yeah, I think so, yeah. huh, JT? Yeah, like yeah. Josh Strang and those guys wear it. At the, at the hot GNCCs they do, you'll find all of our yeah. elite off-road riders wearing mesh. So Okay, sweet. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Right. Hopefully, yeah, thank hopefully you. we helped you out. Thanks. Um, Tyler's on five. Tyler, what's going on? You got a question about sound check? Yeah, it seemed like uh, in qualifying on Tuesday, they were just checking everyone's bike after or during that um, yeah. those sessions. Is that normal? Yeah. Like, I, it's been yeah. a while since I've been to the races. Yeah, um, they do that. They, 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 they usually pick one or two guys and randomly check them down on the floor. Uh, they, they, they do sound check, I think. You know what? I think they might have halted sound check cause, uh, for the COVID stuff. The tech I don't know if that's like the right term, but yeah. I mean, I I seen him checking. You know, it was like Webb's bike and yeah, then yeah, yeah. nipples. No, that's the right um, term, and that's what they do. Yeah, it's, it's that's the what other thing is this whole Mitchell Oldenburg incident. Have you, any of you, you or JT, seen the movie Winners Take All? Uh, JT seen it eight million times. <laughs> Does that yeah. not remind yeah. you of that part where he's in Houston and he shows up with the bike with the chopper seat and just anyone lines up? I mean, I kind of think of it I that think, way. I it's think, just like, are we going to see that? <laughs> I think point? the overall night and the chaos of it certainly reminded me of that movie. Yeah, I was looking. Uh, I was looking for Bear to be on top of a tabletop fighting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, next up here, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. It's Matt. Matt, what's going on? Hey, Steve. Hey, uh, I've noticed that Oakley goggles aren't on the top riders anymore. You know, they've got they've got Tomac, they've got Bogle, or not Bogle, uh, Barsha. You know, I just assume that's with the Troy Lee team. Are, are they trying to get out, or is this just, no, you know, happened? No, just, no just, I don't think so. They, they've never had a lot of guys. If you think about it, they've never had a ton of guys. Uh They've always been exclusive kind of to a, just a few guys. Um, you know, Tomac's been an Oakley guy forever. His dad was, so I don't. he'll never leave. Uh, I know the Oakley guys love him, and uh, and that's a team deal with, with TLD as well. So, no, I don't think they're trying to get out. I mean, they just the air brake's not that old, and, and so, no. I, they've always been small, you know, small number of athletes. I got you. And uh, one last thing. I got my new Lucids in uh, last week, used them over the weekend, and they are awesome. So for anybody looking, yeah, legit. yeah, X brand Lucid's uh, brand new goggle for those guys. I've had them for a little while. I wore them. For, I've probably worn them for three or four months now, and they're great, right? Yeah, they fit really well. And, oh, absolutely. And uh, they're great. Thanks, man. Yep. All right, thank you. Bye. Thank you, uh, JT. We'll let you go here shortly. But before we before we do though, Indianapolis uh, three. Who's your picks? I think we'll see uh, more of the same. I mean, Roxon, barring disaster, will certainly be on the podium. I could see him. I can see him winning again. Uh, you know, the only real question is, does a completely different racetrack change the results? Uh, I don't know that. The only person I'm wondering how they respond, because we've seen a completely different rider at both Indy rounds, would be Barsha. I don't know what to expect. I think we'll see more of the Indy 2 and the Houston Barsha than the Indy 1. But I think everybody else is so start dependent right now. Uh, you could have, you could, you know, finish 11th or you could finish fifth with really only the start being the, the biggest factor there. So selfishly, I'm hoping we see a little bit more of Zach Osborne at the front. Mm-hmm. And I think my wild card for who could really get in there, shake things up would be Muscan because he has a lot of pent up fr- frustration. And if he gets the starts one of these times, I think you'll see him uh, battling at the front, maybe not win. Right. I don't know if he has rocks and speed. But I think he could certainly be in the podium uh, the podium battle there. All right, last question for JT here from Ken. Ken, what's going on? Uh, hey, Steve, fellow intense athlete here. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, about Kenny's attitude, uh, you guys were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, he had mentioned that he's working with a mental coach, um, said he kind of wanted to keep that under wraps mm-hmm. on who it was. I, I thought that was a little strange. But um, remember like a month or two ago um, when Chad Reed had mentioned that he had the opportunity to work with a top rider, yep. um, but the teams involved did not um, think that was a good idea. Any I, uh, connection there? No, I, I think that was Webb. I think that was okay. Webb and, 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 and uh, Roger shot it down. Um, and Alden, Maybe Roger and Alden or just one of those guys shot it down. So I think that that, that was that. Um, I think it's fine, JT, for Ken to not reveal his mental coach or whatever. You know? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really care. I mean, that's his 
private business. Right. We'll see if it ever comes out. You know, you know how these things are. Yeah, it's yeah. very hard to keep a secret in the sport. You'll you'll just happen to see somebody wandering around. Like, I, who is that with rocks and? Oh, okay. yeah. You know, oh, it, yeah. it'll just probably happen no, that way. Sure. Um, um, but whatever. I mean, yeah. I, I think whatever's best for him is fine with me. I don't care. If, I don't need to know that. Right, uh, Ken. Do you want a fly racing uh, jacket or hoodie? Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, stay on hold, man. We'll get that to you. All right. All right, thanks, guys. All right, still looking to give away a fly uh, or pro taper fusion bar as well. Um, all right, JT, thanks for coming on flyracing.com. We've got the Pulp Mex Fantasy podcast coming out this afternoon as well. So we'll talk again Sounds for that. Good. All right, thanks, man. Okay, guys, see you. All right, see you. That's, uh, that's Jason Thomas, Randy Vallade here coming sh- uh, up shortly. Philip, what's going on, man? Hey, so uh, with the depleted 250 field, what is it going to take to get Phil, uh, Phil Nicoletti out there? And oh, podium dude. out there because I, I mean, with this field, no, trust us, we we have been working on them. We've all been hitting them up, and and you know, like Phil, go grab a bike, you know, blah blah blah. I mean, he it, could do this. Ah, oh, dude, yeah, yeah. he uh, <laughs> he he said, you know how hard I have to work in my life just to break the top ten, and now these guys are doing that. But you know, and then of course, Phil being Phil, he's upset that he never got a lot of injuries. Uh, when he raced, you know, happened to the class, so blah, blah, blah. But, no, I think those days are over, man. I don't know. I don't think he's doing it. So, uh, Oh, man. I know. He's missing out. It's I know. free money. I know. At this right? point. I know. And entertainment. I'm with you. And entertainment, for sure. He's going to do the outdoor yeah. nationals. The guys at Motorsport are going to help yeah, him. Yeah. So that's cool. about that. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be stoked. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Coming up with Randy Vallade here on the show right away. Fly Racing. Uh, please check them out. Of course, 2021 line is uh, debuted uh, earlier this year. Their great um, uh, Formula Helmet has Rion technology, so they've taken big steps forward with the all-new light pant and Zone Pro goggle. FMF Vision, of course, they're born from a desire to outperform and go faster. For another 50 years, FMF Racing has been leading the pursuit of precision, power, and speed. Follow them on Instagram at FMF Vision. Zach Osborne in the new goggles from the folks at FMF this year. Uh, also, Pro Taper. They've been a leader in motocross control components since 1991, of course. Star Racing Yamaha. Chaparral Honda. We're going to see those guys when the series goes west. And Rockstar Husky, all using Pro Taper products. I want to thank the folks at Get and Athena, of course. Uh, get, get. Uh, great ECUs, two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs, wireless, hour meters, of course. So those guys have a lot going on when it comes to uh, products. And Maxxis Tires. I thought it was going to be the winter of Rod Bell. He's not adapting to Supercross quite as well, but A-Ray is putting the Maxxis tires into the uh, main events here. So thanks to the folks at Maxxis Tires for making it happen. And, uh, yeah, fantastic to um, to have uh, those guys on board with the podcast. 702-586-7857. We're still looking to give away a Pro Taper Fusion Bar as well. So Indianapolis 3 coming up here uh, this weekend. I'm not going. I'm staying home for that one. So, um, yeah, you know, just one of those things. I'll be watching, though. So uh, I actually in, – an interesting question to um, the guys on the uh, uh, Pulp Mech show on Monday is which privateer has impressed you the most in the 250 Supercross East because, man, it is wide open for those guys right now, and there's a ton of them. So uh, I was asking everybody about what they felt. And the answers were all over the map. I said Simonson. Uh, someone said Thomas Doe. Uh, there was a Hunter Slauger. Uh, mentioned in there as well. Uh, what do you guys think? Who's impressing you? 702-586-7857. Uh, Grant Harlan, I think, is... Of course, the the time I picked him in Pulp Mix Fantasy, that didn't work out because that's the way my fantasy season's going. But generally speaking, Grant Harlan has been really, really good. So uh, looking forward to... Uh, Connecting with him on one of the privateer shows, I think, uh, shortly. So uh, let's get to some more phone calls here. Todd's on one. Todd, what's going on? What's happening? Steve, how are you today? Good. Good, good. Hey, quick question on the this year's outdoors. On the schedule, is it a typo that they list Paula and Fox? No, no, it's not. So um, <laughs> from what I've heard, uh, so the first one is listed as Fox, right? Yes. Yeah, so this, from what I heard... The the Fox Raceway contract is up with Paula, and so okay. when the national is later on, they don't know if it's going to be still be Fox Raceway. Okay, you know what I mean. So they didn't want to call yep. it Fox Raceway because either the contract's ending or Fox isn't going to be involved um, or anything like that. You know what I mean? Something something along the lines where they don't know it's going to be named Fox Raceway for the last national. Okay, makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A couple of other quick, quick yeah. and I'm switching to Supercross real quick. Um, during last week's race, when they had a close-up before the main and the 250 class, they showed Carnow's bike 
looked like his rebound or something was busted on his shock. Did they ever figure out what that was? Uh, yeah, his shock was just busted. Exactly that. Uh, either the okay. nitrogen gone or was gone or, or something. So <laughs> rebound rebound sack was broken. Something like that. So he didn't even race. He just went off the gate yeah, to get I the saw. first money, and that was it. So yeah, yeah. Shock and problem. then when they when they when they panned across over to Craig, um, that flashing light on his bar. What is it? It was a. It was a. I didn't see it flash. It was just solid red. It was from, okay. from what I hear, it was from a specialized bicycle um, part, and it was a reminder to Christian to breathe. That's, that's, <laughs> I need one of those. That's what I heard. That, that I don't know. You know, I don't know if that's true. I got it from pretty good sources, but yeah, a reminder to Christian to breathe. So okay. uh, that's what I'll, I heard. Um, okay. Hey, do you want a set of Pro Taper Fusion bars? You got a bike? Yeah, buddy, I'll take it. All right, fantastic. Thanks for the call. Stay on hold. We'll get you those bars. All right. All right, thanks, dude. All right, no problem. Thanks to uh, Todd for calling in. Um, ProTaper, ProTaper.com. Speaking of that, uh, let's welcome our next guest. It's Randy Valade. What's up, RJV? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. How's everything at ProTaper? How's things going? Uh, it's going well. I know you guys were just trying to call in. I was on a phone call uh, with the corporate office. Uh, I was trying to switch over as fast as I could. No, business is good, man. Good, uh, yeah. I can't, can't complain. And then, so when Star Race, you're on Star Racing Yamaha 450s and 250s this year, which is a new yep. a new team for you guys, and uh, just trying to supply those guys with 86 bars uh, for every weekend. Uh, how's that going? Uh, that's good. You know, we do we do an initial team order uh, early in the year, so uh, they're pretty stocked up as of now. And then whenever they need stuff, we'll get we'll get it for them. But yes, we do have a lot of guys. Honestly, they're not they don't see that much product. Um, so yep. it's What's the what's the uh, what's the ratio for uh, crossbar and crossbar less guys for pro taper? Like I know you know obviously uh, the Renthal guys and, and they've gone back and forth. We've seen that switch from Adam uh, Chase is now on the bigger crossbar less bar. So what what kind of breakdown do you think from pro taper roughly it is? I would say well the, the, all the Yamaha guys are no crossbar minus Mookie. He's the only one that uh, that is required that he wants to run a crossbar. Yeah. Yep. Um Husky guys, a lot of those guys are using the crossbar fusion bar. Um, so, yeah, I would say it's about 50-50. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, so do you do – you, have you gotten the urge, Randy, to, to break out a bike and, and try some Supercross and maybe try to get into the top 10 in the 250 East right now? <laughs> oh, man, I'm far from that, dude. I'm far from that. <laughs> but holy but, smokes, uh, right? Like, holy smokes. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre, you know. I was watching it, on, you know, on Saturday, or I'm sorry, Tuesday, and yeah. I'm like, man, I, I, and and don't get me wrong, those guys are good, right? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. It's just the fact, like, I look back, like when I was racing, and some of the other guys in years past, and I'm like, man, like you would just, you just don't see that, or you never saw that, you they, know. They, it was usually no, they lapped up the facts. fifth. Yeah, they lapped up the fifth. Like, I know it's it's crazy. It's um, crazy. Who's the guy? I asked this question uh, earlier before we got you on, and I asked this question on Monday show. Who's the privateer in the 250 Supercross East that you know nothing about and is impressing you? Like, there's got to be a guy that you're just like, I have no idea who this dude is. Ah, uh, man, there's quite a few of them actually. <laughs> <laughs> there, there really is, but. Uh... You know, I think Harles was impressive, and I know I've heard that name yeah, before, but yeah. um, I mean, he, he was pretty darn impressive, man. I have to admit, but there's a lot of those guys that I don't even—I I just don't know anything about. You yeah, know? yeah, like Hunter um, Slosher, like qualified like ninth or tenth, you know? Yeah, and you're like, no, huh? absolutely nothing. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> nothing. Um, how's your Paul Max fantasy going? Mine's terrible. Mine's absolutely terrible. How's yours? You, you know, I was I was okay. First week didn't go so well. Um, I kind of came back. I think I got up to like. 40th in our idiots league, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then I had an awful week this week, man. I had I had Oldenburg, which was I don't know who's going to go down that road. That was bizarre. <laughs> um, I had Do. Oh um, yeah, yeah. He, you know, he, he was up there, and I thought I was sitting in a good spot, and I didn't. And I also had Miller, so yeah, it was uh, it was uh, rough this week. I, I've been good in the 450. I've just been so hit or miss in the 250 class. Yeah, wow. Welcome, to, welcome to the world, right? Of, of that class. I, I know, but dude, yeah. I look at these guys, like these guys that are getting like perfect scores. I'm like, I mean, it's luck, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got to be. You yeah. know, there's what six guys that got 52 points, I think, this weekend. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy to me, but it's uh, yeah, it's it kind of makes me look forward to the uh, the the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, it should be should be uh, a little bit more competitive for that. Um, yeah. Are you surprised at how good Nichols is, is on his Pro Taper handlebar uh, Star Racing Yamaha? 
You know, honestly, I'm not. He's good, man. I, he's been good for a long time. I think he's he's had a lot of injuries that have held him back. But I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I think I think he's capable of of, of winning every weekend. Honestly, you know. Yeah. It's, it's showing, right? He's three in a row. Yep. I, I've been impressed too. Like uh, he's been pulling away late in races from everybody, right? You know, so. right. So his conditioning seems good. Um, yeah, he's smooth. You don't see many mistakes out of him either. Um, you know, he's. He, and he is the fastest guy, really. You know, I was going to say maybe he's not the fastest guy, but kind of he is. No, I think so. he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And also, too, like you look at his incredible fortune to have Craig and Jet come together at Indy One, and you know right. it was going to be a three-point lead, and then that's yep. a six-point lead. Now it's a now it's an even bigger lead. Now he's got uh, uh, eleven points now, and yep. like how, like he would have to, well, his bike would have to break for him to not end up third. Right now, and lose right. and lose maximum right. five points. Right. Yeah. Which is awesome to have, is, right? Yeah, it's a great problem to have, right? right. Yeah. Right. You don't see you don't see very many bike failures. No. Out of that team. Nope. Uh, Randy no. Valade from Pro Taper on the show. We got some questions, uh, some phone calls here. I want to ask you about Adam Cincerillo and Nick Way as well. Uh, Doug's on three. Doug, what's uh, your most impressive privateer? Uh, I'd have to say Simonson, to be honest. He had a sol- uh, solid amateur career, you know, coming up. Uh, B&A, he was pretty good. Okay. He made some noise on the East Coast. But for his first season in Supercross, I, I can't believe how good he's kind of transforming into the racing. Yeah, he uh, – uh, Josh Varese also. I knew nothing about Simonson. Now, Varese I've heard of, right? He's a KTM kid. Uh, Varese you've heard of, huh, Randy? Yeah, I've heard of him. He's he was part of the, he was still on the Orange Brigade program, which which Pro Taper sponsors. So yeah, I've known yeah. of him for quite some time, and he's he's always been good, you know. But um, but Simonson, yeah, I was completely go- I knew nothing about Simonson. Uh, yeah, you, you know, know you funny is I really sub- go ahead, go ahead, caller. It's funny because I uh, I I met him actually on Xbox playing Supercross Live on Xbox, and uh, all of a sudden the kid's pro and killing it in Supercross. So I can't believe it. It's so good to see. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. And he's on Cade's team, which I didn't even know that on Monday. I just found that out. He's on Cade Clayson's team. Who knew? Oh, yeah, sure. who knew? Uh, thanks, man. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Simonson's been good. Uh, Gord, what's going on? Hey, Steve, how you doing? First-time caller calling from Winnipeg. Oh, nice. Cool. How, how is it cold there? Yeah, yeah, it, it is cold. Yeah, yeah, we got the snow last night, uh, but... Uh, um, Thomas Doe, uh, you and JDC keep talking about him. What, what, uh, what's his, uh, 411 on him? He's a French kid. He's from France. He's, uh, probably older. He's probably 26, 27 now. Uh, he's been, he was a Suzuki rider forever in Europe. So he did the French Supercross series with, uh, Fabian Iswar and all those type of guys. And he was a Suzuki guy forever. He's a good rider. He's always given the Americans... He's ridden the 250 class at Bercy and at Geneva and all these other races. And he's always been like with Tyler Bauer shows up or Josh Osby shows up or Lopes or those guys. He always runs with those guys. So yeah. I'm not surprised. He also raced here like two years ago, I think, Randy. Yes, I, I think, think so. Yeah. Two years ago he raced here too. So that's uh, that's his uh, deal. He's a good Supercross yeah. rider for sure. Is he going to stick around for the outdoors? No, I don't believe so. I, I think he's an indoor guy. He doesn't even do the GPs or anything over there. He's just Supercross only dude. So I would be surprised yeah. if he did. Yeah. What about Toronto? What, what's the deal? Are, are we ever going to get Toronto back? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I, I think a lot of that comes on the, uh, the the Skydome people. The Toronto people don't want anybody and don't want those events there anymore. Uh, they've kind of switched course. And from what I hear, they don't want monster trucks or motocross or anything on the turf over there. That's what I've heard. Yeah, the CFL's, CFL's not even in there no, anymore. No, CFL's not there um, either. So I, I don't think we'll go back. I think the teams didn't like it anyways. And then when you add in the, the Dome people telling telling them they don't want uh, anything there, I think that that'll be, uh, that'll be the end of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Yamaha e-bikes. Yeah. Yamaha e-bikes. A little bit off topic. We can't get them in Canada. Really? What's the deal? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, they're not available in Canada. Oh, okay. Uh, I have no yeah. idea, but if you email me using the contact form at pulpmex.com, I yeah. will forward it to my Yamaha guy, and I will try to get you an answer. We really appreciate that. Thanks a lot, yep, Steve. No problem. Thanks for calling. Uh, all right, uh, Skippy's on three. Skippy, you got a funny story yeah. about A-Ray? Yeah, I was just uh, calling and checking in with uh, my boy Van Martin, and uh, he goes, dude, did you see me get smashed by A-Ray? In practice, I'm like, no. Yeah, I saw. So it. Apparently, after after the over under, he uh, he hit the marbly stuff and went down, and then right before the wall, he looks up and 
and A Ray is just fully crossed yes. up trying to stop and then just smashes him. Yeah, nailed him and then got and then A Ray like checked on him, checked on him to be like, "Are you all right?" Or sorry, A Ray's like either said, yeah. "Are you okay?" or "My bad," something like that. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, he's got a little he's got a little black and blue ankle action and foot action, but uh, he'll pull through. So and the then, Texas boys are uh, representing strong. Think about Van when uh, when Freddie just cleaned him out too. Yeah, it's yeah. in three, right? Yeah, yeah. Freddie just, just came up on him and rear-ended him in a rhythm section. Yeah, between him uh, getting hit and then A-Ray just always it, – uh, it's, it's always A-Ray's luck to land on something yeah. or, you know. it's It's been rough for, for our, our guy Van. It's been rough. Uh, <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks for the call. Oh, good Thank you. Uh, Tyson, you want to talk about Atlanta? I do, yeah. So, uh, kind of thinking about – Back in the late 90s, we had the Chicago and we had the Charlotte mm-hmm. Motor Speedways, and they had their outdoor series. So kind of a two-part question. One, what do you remember about those tracks? Were they good? I know Charlotte was the muddy one where Hughes broke his job, but uh, what do you remember about those tracks? And then how do you think the Atlanta track is going to be? Because we all know how much Daytona sucks just because of all the limitations they have with how to build right. the track on the speedway. Uh, Randy, did you did you do Charlotte, Randy? I did not. I did do Juliet, though. You did do Juliet. I think that one wasn't yeah. really a Daytona like style, though, right? It was more no, tighter. That's pretty much a, a, a regular supercross. I know that it, it went over the barriers. Yeah, had some jumps that went over the barriers, and you know that separate the two lines. But yeah, it was it was more of a supercross. It wasn't a Daytona style layout by any means. Yeah, and and the look. Did you see the track maps for Atlanta, Randy? I did. Yeah. I did. So it looks more like Daytona, but. More like a regular Supercross, maybe? I don't know. I'm kind of confused. Yeah, yeah, I know. It'll be interesting to see how, how it turns out, you know? And I think you got, weather is going to play a factor out there, too. Oh, you got to think some of those are going to yeah. be muddy, right? For sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. no, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be a nice addition to the series, uh, Tyson. I think it'll be, you know, something different, right? Something different to throw these guys yeah. at these guys. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. Well, hey, Steve, uh, I also uh, want to give you a shout-out. You know, nice, nice work on your, your live show there in Indy. Had a blast, and... Unfortunately, right now I'm driving through 34 degree weather in Indianapolis, and you could be here, but unfortunately you're you're not Las Vegas. Yeah, so that, I get well, it. Well, thanks for coming out. That was fun. Coombs was awesome. Davey was great. Oh man. Yeah. Just wind him up and let him go, right? Yep. No, for sure. I wish he would have got more into like how much he partied with MC and Emig back in the day. He really didn't want to go there, but but he he yeah. you know that could, that there's some awesome stories there. I'm sure. Yeah, I right. appreciate you doing that, man. Thank thanks, you so Tyson. Much. Thank you. Yeah, we had a live show in Indianapolis, and Coombs uh, came up, and uh, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I, I was, I just kept hammering Randy about like partying with MC and Fro, and like how that must have been so awesome when he was the ESPN guy. Yeah, he, he just wasn't really having it though. He wasn't going there, so didn't didn't want to tell his story, huh? No, no. Can you imagine the chicks they all pulled? Oh God, dude. So, anyways, um, yeah. Hey, so uh, I want to have you on uh, also, Randy Valade from Pro Taper on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. I know Nick Way really well. Uh, uh, obviously worked for him for a year and I've been good friends with him for a long time. You know him much better. You grew up with, mm-hmm. with Nick Way. Um, yeah. What do you think he's telling Adam? I mean, we just ha- we saw Adam. He got passed late in the race at Indy 1. Uh, he got passed here, ended up six, made a mistake in the whoops. Um, I, I myself, like from the outside, like it's just to me – it it just shit happens. He's figuring it out. He's staying upright. You know all that kind of stuff. But do you think there's what do you think Nick's telling him? I don't really know what he tells him to be honest with you. You know, I think he I think he's kind of like a, a voice of reasoning for Adam. You know, like kind of he's he's always pretty even keeled. He doesn't get you know crazy. I don't see him yelling at him. I just think he honestly keeps him calm throughout the day. And you know, and obviously we know Nick was a good racer himself. And I think he helps him with you know maybe line selection stuff like that. Um, I mean, Adam's doing well. I mean, yes, he is getting past. He did have a couple of mistakes, but I mean, you look at him, he's in the mix still, right? What, fifth in points, I think. And, uh, you know, he seems to always be up front. I know, but I think, do you feel like Adam is freaking out? Maybe. I uh, I don't talk to Nick that much to, to you know, or yeah. ask him what he talks to him about. Right, you know? right, I mean, right. I, I, think, I think he's always been kind of a, you know, like, freak out guy right yep yep no i know i think maybe he panics a little bit and um you know hopefully nick can talk him out of that sooner than later but uh yeah i mean he's fast i mean he can run the pace with those guys obviously right i just don't know what's happening at the end of the races um i want to talk to you a little bit about nick i was talking to wygan about this now you know i did a story in racer x magazine on riders who have won one moto in their career, and that's it. And Nick was one of them, right, at Millville. Yep. Um, yep. So he wouldn't talk to me for the story. 
Like he just wouldn't talk to me. Um, I I can't really get him to talk about his career as on a one on one podcast either. He just doesn't seem to be interested in that. Um, okay. And I've had plenty of conversations. Do you think now? There's no way that I think of Nickaway's motocross career as a failure, right? You don't. Even, oh, no right? way. No way. No way. But no way. do you think he thinks of it as a failure? Because I kind of think he does. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say he thinks it may be a failure. I think maybe he would have liked to have done better some race, obviously, as we all would, right? Yeah, we all day. would, right. But, yes. <laughs> I mean, you look at the guys that Nick raced against, right? I mean, he he raced against some of the best guys ever that raced, right? I mean, he was always racing with the Reeds, the Carmichaels, the Stewarts, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you really can't be that bummed out that you didn't win more, right, when you're, when you're racing those guys. Um he did get his one moto win at Millville, right? He's yeah, he, always a front runner. He podium four fifty um, supercrosses, which is amazing. Yes. You know? Against those guys. Against those guys. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. To me, like, I just feel like he's not stoked with how he did in his career. I mean, you know, he's, he talks about how he was always looking for the setup. He's always tried his hardest. You know what I mean? He got yeah. he got boned a little bit by Suzuki. That year he had on Factory Suzuki was really good, but they let him go because Carmichael was yeah. coming. Yep. I just feel like he he's not happy with what he did. And I just I don't want to just shake him and be like, "Bro, you made millions of dollars and you made podiums." <laughs> like you 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 had a 98% successful career. Right? Right. So yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I don't really know either. I think um you know, I, I will say it wasn't because of lack of effort. I right, mean, the guy right, put right. in work day in and day out, man. There's no doubt about that, you know. And it's um I don't know. Hell, I'd be stoked if that was my career. You know what I mean? I know, I know. <laughs> and, and you know, he 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 told me one time, like, ah, I wasn't that hyped coming out of amateurs. I'm like, no, you were, dude. You were. Yeah, he, he was. He was. And he's like, no, we it's just me and T Way up in Michigan. And I'm like, no, bro. I heard about yeah. Nick Way coming for a long time. You know, right? So right. You know, I guess it's, I guess maybe looking at it, you know, now a lot of these kids get so much hype, and I think that's you know that has a lot to do with you know social media and you know. These podcasts and stuff like that, none of that stuff existed back in the day, right, when right. he was coming up. It was, you know, you're looking for your cycle news on Monday. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there wasn't the hype that these kids are getting now. And, um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's strange. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes he's just, I don't know. It's Like, there, there was no chance he was going to talk to me about that one moto. He didn't, you know, he, he just was not going to talk to me about it. And I'm That's just like, strange. Usually, usually he's up, he loves talking. I know, but, dude, I don't know. I just think he feels like. Oh, all I did was win a moto. I'm garbage, you know. <laughs> it's like fuck, man. Uh, you know that's amazing his career. So, anyways, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I um, agree 100. What's who's going to win Indianapolis three, Randy? Give me your picks in both classes. Oh man, it's hard to bet against Roxon right now. He's good. Yeah, um, he's really good. You know, I think uh, I, I'm going to go with. I'll say I think Nichols wins the 250 again. Yep, I do. And then I'm going to go with Eli winning 450. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I was talk- I was telling JT, you think about Roxon getting held up by Webb, and I absolutely, or Wilson, sorry, I absolutely yep. believe he would have won that race um, without the la- without Dino getting in the way. And yep. the opener, he was all over Barsha, made a got, made a pass a couple of times. Even um, we're not that far off, Randy, from saying seeing Kenny Roxon win four of these races. We're not that far. Uh, off. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, the, the the first uh, the the one with Dean. I don't know. I'm not. That's a racing incident, in my opinion. I get that the fact that there was blue flags waving, but you know, I, I've talked to a few people about this, you know, and you know, Dean took a beating, unfortunately. He did. Um, yeah. But it's like, man, he, you know, it's not like the guy was in twentieth, right, and he was in the way, right? He's racing for his race. I mean, he gets paid to race, and he's fighting for a top ten. And I get it. Um, yeah, it's a touchy subject, I guess. But um, yeah, that was unfortunate for him, uh, for Kenny in that race. But uh, you know, Cooper played it right and got around him, but. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we're almost at we're almost at the point where Kenny, you give him back those uh, points for the uh, red f- cross flag, you give him a couple of wins, and he's got this thing up, you know, pretty handy. I yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree, man. There, that class is just it's unbelievable this year. You it's know, I mean, insane. Yeah, it, it, it's awesome. You know, I know we say that year after year after year, but this year is just something else in my opinion. You know, I think there's so many guys that are that are capable of winning. So yep. Uh, well, great. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on, Randy. I appreciate it. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, Pro Taper, Maxis, FMF Vision, and, of course, the folks at uh, uh, Get as well. Thanks, Randy. Cool. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks.
That's uh, Randy Valade, everybody. And uh, it's been another edition of the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. We'll be back next Thursday. Right here. Same time, same place. Chits? Yeah, with a different producer. Oh, is it next week? That's next week, yes. Oh, Marx is coming in. Marx is going to fill in. Well, that, well, isn't that I, interesting? I already paid him for it. Oh, you did? I did, yeah. Oh, wow. I took a cue from you. I'm not even going to wait until after. I just say, here's the money. Yeah. Wow. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week.